When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My energy's gone into that. So when, when the question comes up about have I entertained the thought, and as flattering as it is, it's just not on my radar at the moment. And, you know, I'm contracted for the next three years at, at, at West Coast. And, you know, I'm pretty keen to see what we can do and see if we can work through this. Mm, okay, there you go. Just a short time ago on Hayes and Marta, Adam Simpson with his regular Thursday segment. He has reaffirmed his commitment to the club beyond 2022, insisting there's no need for North Melbourne to contact him about a potential move to the club. As he mentioned, he certainly uh, got a soft spot for North Melbourne. Why wouldn't you? 306-game champion for the Ruse. And as we know, he's been sounded out. But... He's going nowhere. And what's interesting is we welcome Kim Hagdorn because Kim Hagdorn made this point a number of weeks ago. Yeah. He mentioned three years. Hi, Hags. G'day, Peter. Hello, everyone. Look, th- that is one of the most um, stunning revelations from Adam Simpson's endeavours there to say, let's quash this. Now, I've got other information that I'm happy to go through. Mm. Maybe, maybe not, given that – given Adam Simpson's – status and popularity, particularly with the WA media and certain sections of the Melbourne media. It's Simo this, it's Simo that. It's too matey. That's why they haven't assessed where they're really at. West Coast have won four games in their last 25. They've had nine 10-goal shellackings in those 25 games and the 21 losses. 21 losses. Mm. That's 16% win ratio. So he's getting away with a lot, Adam Simpson. However, we have said several times, I had always heard that I, I thought Adam Simpson was contracted to the end of 225. Even though it's repeatedly reported 224. I, but, and that's where I stood a little bit corrected. Because I used to, I thought, well, I missed a bit of last year. <laughs> I missed yeah. a bit of last year's news. I tried to stay across it. But I do, did get told in March of 2021... Adam Simpson had extended by three years to the end of 225. I, I reported that at the time through other avenues, Peter. Um, and then I've noticed, I've read and heard, and it's been said so many times that it's 224. He's got two more years to go. But he's just said there, it's worth repeating that somewhere. I reckon that'll be a shock to a lot of people who are assessing, who are assessing where Adam Simpson's at. My understanding is this, and this is a revelation. This is a bit stunning. And some will say, oh, that's just not right. My understanding is that North Melbourne did not entertain Adam Simpson as much as his record, his history and his friendship with a lot of their superstar, iconic figures and that premiership group of the 1990s. Mm. They didn't entertain Adam Simpson because they decided he's not a development coach. North Melbourne have real, have ascertained that their current list needs someone with a proven record of building players from their youth and that having not having... A, a priority to just when there's gaps, bring back old players, stick with old players for too long. And that's where we're at with West Coast. And that's why they're in the mire that they're in. But my understanding is that because he has not got a, a, a proven priority with developing young players, and that's been seen over the last two years by people in the football industry, not media, certainly not in this town, and certainly clearly not at Lane Park, because they gave him an extra four years 
when they extended him at the end of 2020. So 21, 22, 23, 24. He already had one, 25, mm. and he's just set it there. Okay, let's just repeat it. Uh, as I said, it's breaking news here regarding uh, the Eagles coach. I know you've come <laughs> out today and said, no, it's not happening, but do you ever get to sleep in with peace of mind or is there always something going on? Oh, this year's been a challenge. Um, I must admit, it's been a, there's been a lot going on and some of the things I can control and some of the things I can't. So oh, the North stuff, that's just the industry and, you know, I, I definitely love the club. Um, and, you know, I've got great affection for the people there. But at the moment, I've got so much on and we're, we're working so hard to work through our position, um, which is a not, you know, not a hell of a lot different than, than North in terms of where we are this year. So, yeah, all my energy's gone into that. So when, when the question comes up about have I entertained the thought, and as flattering as it is, it's just not on my radar at the moment. And, you know, I'm contracted for the next three years at, at, at West Coast and, you know, I'm pretty keen to see what we can do and see if we can work through this. There you go. Just confirming we've played it again three more I'm years. I'm contracted not for the next three more years. So yep. 2023, 24, 25. Yeah. So th- th- there's another factor in why West, news why West Coast have actually been so strong in recent times. What I have noticed also in the last you know week or so, and particularly it was a strong story to follow. As soon as Noble was, was announced at the media conference at uh, 9 o'clock Perth time on Tuesday, Bang, Noble's gone. You knew the priority story was going to be, especially in this town, North Melbourne are after Adam Simpson. It had been reported and talked about and opinionated on for several weeks prior, early into the season. I remember we discussed it, Peter, you mm. know, around about round six, five, six, seven. It's too early for speculation on Simpson's future and going to North Melbourne. We knew Noble was in trouble. We've known that since last year. But the, the Simpson one, the, the, the rhetoric and the dialogue, especially this week, I have noticed is now one confirming Simpson stays, but I think it confirms also that West Coast Chief Executive Trevor Nisbet is hot into working out the strategy to get beyond. So with Simpson, coach. Now, what that will mean is massive changes around Adam Simpson because Nisbet, a really public comment I saw, Peter, which which made me realise this this is now becoming public. You've gone back into the archives a bit I've here. gone back to you. There's, there's one that I'll come to in a moment. But this week, in, and, and Nisbet said, there is a lot of work to do to make sure we have got our injury list right. Mm. That's a shot at your medical staff, your fitness and conditioning staff, your recovery staff, your health and hygiene. That's a shot at people around Adam Simpson. And, and as I said, we've been discussing it, and in particular yourself, about the clean-out yeah. in that part of the footy club. So that means uh, the medical, fitness and conditioning. And I also suggest that all of that, and we've heard so many stories this particular season about poor management of injury recovery and rehabilitation and strength and conditioning, that West Coast will also head in their review will have identified the need for a really strong man to be running their football department that Adam Simpson works for. So that I sense they'll go and get a very strong general manager of football operations to work with Adam Simpson seemingly now for at least a couple more years. Mm. And if things turn up, he gets his third year, 2023, 24, 25. I think that's probably the biggest story around all of this, particularly in our town. And we can continue to say, relating to North Melbourne, as my informant today, relating to North Melbourne not interested in Adam Simpson, they want a a coach with a proven capacity to develop young players and bring them on. Nathan Buckley is the primary target now. 
And you might say, well, hang on, he lost his job. Or what's happening at Collingwood? Look, Collingwood this year without him. But the feeling around North Melbourne uh, officials that are chasing this, and Jeff Walsh should be right in the middle of this. He's, mm. he's, the, he's the guru that's come in, uh, the consultant, uh, is that Buckley's group are showing now benefits of his program over the last two or three or four years after they lost the 218 grand final as opposed to West Coast who won it and contrary sort of a styles and approaches because West Coast have stuck with all those old blokes that won that 218 flag. Since 2018. And that's, that's a credit to Simpson in some ways. It's been, his strength has been his weakness because now the, the group is too old. They asked John Longmire at Sydney, North Melbourne, and he said, no, straight out, outright. Mm. I tell you what I found very interesting. Of course, Luke Hodge, just an absolute legend at uh, Hawthorne, uh, was really one of the, the leaders, uh, a strong personality, a brilliant captain. And he came out and was asked a question mm-hmm. on Alistair Clarkson and what he thought about Alistair Clarkson and could he be a fit at North Melbourne. Now, you've mentioned from your informants, it's Buckley. They did ask John Longmire. They'd, be, they'd certainly asked Alistair Clarkson, but whether he'd be the right fit remains to be seen. Luke Hodge is not quite sure. The hardest thing with Clarko, he's not an easy person. He's not an easy person to deal with. Yes, he's a great coach. Yes, I love him as a coach, um, as a mentor, but he's not easy. And I reckon he will be the first to say that, and I think Karen will be the first to say that as well, and everyone who works with him. But he gets results. Um, so what, what North, if they're going to go after him, they need to know that, yes, he comes in as a coach. He can't bully him. He can't tell the CEO or the president what to do. Yes, he's going to have... He's going to have some opinions, and that's that's why he's been such a good coach in the past because he's he's very headstrong, he's very strong-willed, and he wants the best for the football club. But it can't come in as Clarko's show. He needs to know where his place is, and that means they need a stable board, a stable off-field to let him know that. They haven't got that. No, and, and that's that's why, can we just repeat a little bit, that's why Alistair Clarkson is in heavy conversation with Essendon. Mm-hmm. They believe they've got those, and certainly the list that is more mature. It's like the list that Adam Simpson inherited in 2014. So when John Worsfold retired, resigned in 2013, it didn't shock us, but it was a bit of a shock move, I think, for the football world uh, out from outside those on the inner sanctum. But he, Adam Simpson inherited a very strong list in 2014 off the back of John Worsfold. And why John Worsfold didn't have... He was worn out. He was gone. He was he was burnt out in 2013. Had he gone on for 2014, 2015 in a succession plan to one or two of the people around him and the plan that they did have in place, things wouldn't have been any different mm. than under Adam Simpson because Barras was 19. Oh, Jamie Cripps was 22. Darling was 22. Gaff was 22. Shannon Hearn was 27. Mark Hutchings, 23. Josh Kennedy was 27. Mark Lacroix, 28. Scott Lysett was 22. Jeremy McGovern was 22. Nick Natanui is 24. Scott Sell was 24. Dominic Sheeb was 19. Brad Shepard, 23. Luke Shue was 24. Elliot Yeo was 21. Do I keep mm. going through the list? There were 29 footballers about to enter the prime of their careers was a very easy list to inherit. That's not the case at North Melbourne where they want someone other than Adam Simpson. But Simpson is locked here for other reasons than that, and we've just heard it. And I I mentioned last week in calling the game uh, against Carlton, that's where Carlton have. They've got a lot of good players in that 22 to 25 age bracket at the moment. Uh, Come and join us on the Temper of Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed, experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And come on, okay, I've just flicked the line on. Uh, The Scarborough Toyota open line's there. You can give us a call now. 13-12-55. As we go to the break, I'm pretty sure with three years confirmation of his 
contractual arrangements at West Coast from Adam Simpson just moments ago that he'll stay. But can I remind you, Pete, on August 6th of 1999, Trevor Nisbet was absolutely adamant, the same quotes as we're reading today in the last week or so, that Mick Malthouse was never going anywhere. He will honour his contract in 2000. Where did he finish up? Mm. Interesting. Okay, we're going to take a break. Come and join us. Uh, a big show, a big start. And, of course, as we mentioned, Jerry McGovern today ruled out for the remainder of the season. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdon on uh, AFL Footy Selection Night. It's a Thursday night at 13 past five. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, certainly uh, big news regarding the West Coast Eagles broken here on SENWA regarding Adam Simpson's contract repeating. uh, And he has said, in his own words, he's contracted until the end of 2025, not repeatedly as it's been reported, 2024. And and the Hungry Jacks vouchers that Adam gets to do that every (laughs) Thursday afternoon are well worth it today. (laughs) Exactly. Let's have a look at uh, Hawthorne West Coast. It's a Sunday game, so there will be a a trimming of the squad. 110 at the MCG on Sunday. So that's the early game. 11-10 11-10 our time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, and in, Cripps, Cully, Witherden, O'Neill, Nelson and Jameson. Of course, out, uh, Willie Rioli Jr. for compassionate reasons. And again, as I said yesterday, our deepest condolences to the Rioli family. Uh, far too young, Willie Rioli Sr. to pass away at 50 years of age. Nat Nui and Petrocelli are both out as well. Nat Nui's not surprising, but I think some will see that as, you know, somewhat of a, of a surprise that Nat Nui's out. He got through last weekend's game. But we did say here on Monday that there there is some concerns from the medical experts that Nick could start to come up with some soft tissue mm. injuries. He's carrying weight. He's clearly too, he- too overweight to be able to carry the load he is. And that's something he'll have to work on over the summer. But certainly it seems as though there is there's concerns about Calf especially, but also soft tissue below the waist, as well as because of the knee troubles he's mm. had and the and the the need to get back, the training he's had to do. So that looks as though that's one there. I Can also I ask wonder if one? they might be holding him back to make sure the following weekend against St Kilda, you know, it's Paddy Ryder, it's Marshall, Ron Marshall, really good players, freshening for that because I think I'm convinced West Coast just want to win games at home mm. as Josh Kennedy goes through his well, farewell that, That's series. going to be my next question. Why, why, oh, why would you risk Josh Kennedy on a trip to the MCG to take on Hawthorne? You want to give him the best farewell possible. Why not put him in cotton wool and just play the home games where there's a chance with a couple of the games coming up against Adelaide and St Kilda, where you'd fancy yourself, uh, West Coast Eagles, in maybe picking up another couple of wins of the season. But reportedly, he's on the big bird and he's going to take on Hawthorne mm. in an away game. And there's always the danger, isn't there, Kim, that he might break down oh, that and may not it. see out the end of the season. Especially as we have, re- we've, we've all we've said it in the last two or three weeks when we found out the information about the plan that Josh Kennedy and uh, the West Coast Eagles management had come to to play home games, have Adelaide as your big farewell game, round 21, you don't play the Derby, which is Fremantle's home Derby, you don't go to Geelong where we're probably going to mm. get belted in that last game of the season. We've, we found out that that was the plan. And I thought the plan was to not travel, to freshen up, because your knee is knackered. It is a really shot knee. He struggles to even get into a jog during the middle of the week when he goes down to the park with with his kids, with his daughter. And uh, I'm surprised. What it does indicate to me, everyone, and Pete, 
I'm convinced that West Coast think they can win this and Josh Kennedy is required, particularly with no Natanui. Lack of doesn't a... mean that much, really. Oh, to a coach. And to, to a coach, it does. But yeah. it really doesn't mean that much if they win or lose this week. Is it more important to maybe look after your prized asset, who's been so good for you, uh, to make sure he can get to the finish line rather than pick up four points when you've only won two games this season? It also indicates to me that Josh Kennedy must have had a say in this, as opposed to a strong coach saying, no, 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 I'm sorry, big fella, you're not travelling. Mm-hmm. You stay home freshen up and have a big crack in another home game against St Kilda. Indicates to me, again, this is how jo- uh, how Josh Kennedy could well have been able to say to Adam Simpson, Adam Simpson said, oh, well, I shrug the shoulder, it's up to you, mate. Adam Simpson's quite laconic and, and, and laid back when it comes to these sorts of issues, clearly, because he can't have the hard discussion with some of these guys. Uh, Liam Ryan shouldn't be playing this week. Someone just should have said, that is unacceptable what you turned in last weekend, Liam. Go back to the waffle. I want to see a better attitude. Why is he playing? Well, because again, I don't think Adam Simpson makes these tough calls on blokes that have given him great service. 2018, when they won a premiership, Adam Simpson has seemed indebted to these guys ever since. In some ways, understandable, but I think that is a strength being understandable that he's, he's supportive to these guys that gave him great service. It's now a weakness because it's gone on too long. Mm. They get away with too much. And that's why West Coast players are not fit and healthy to be able to sustain games and come back. They've come back and they've re-broken down. And I think Josh Kennedy playing because Nick not, not Nat, Nick Natanui not playing indicates that they lack a big power presence up front. And again, it indicates that they're not confident Jack Darling can offer that. What I do look at is Jamison named as one of the interchange from, and he's one of the call-ups, he's an in, he's uh, Callum Jamison. He's going to have to share the ruck with Bailey Williams. And it's a pretty awesome uh, sort of assignment when you look mm. at Ben McAvoy last weekend, first game back with, with uh, Hawthorne. And they looked a lot better with him leading their ruck. And Big Reeves is massive. He's a 213-centimetre yeah, ruckman, and he's quite yeah. agile. Yeah. It's a big task. But I can think I Jamison go on the record and say the Eagles can't beat Hawthorne this week? For mine, well, let, I don't think they can beat them. Well, let me counter that with this, Peter. West Coast have an average age of 25.9. West Coast have an average games played of 113.6. Hawthorne, average age of 24.1. Average games played of 81. Who should be winning? Oh, the Eagles should be winning, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm that confident that they won't get up this week. Can I just have a look? Um, uh, g'day, boys. Just on the SMS, the temperate bedshed text line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Great show once again on Adam Simpson. Unless he's prepared to suffer a bit of pain by forever promoting and playing the kids in the next two years, they are going to be in trouble for many years. No disrespect to anybody, but have watched many Eagles reserves uh, over the uh, mm-hmm. journey. And to be honest, I can't see a Judd, Cousins, Kerr, or Cox anywhere on the Eagles playing list coming through. Very poor list. Management for the last two years. That's uh, Robbo up there in Brizzy. Yeah, um, I, I, we, you just can't argue with that. But I, th- there's only a few of us that are actually portraying it publicly. That's what gets me. And so, therefore, you wonder what what sort of assessment is going on inside the four walls out at, out at, at Lathlane Park. Just some breaking news regarding the game tomorrow night, and there is a local interest in here. Uh, Bulldog star Aaron Norton is out of tomorrow oh, night's oh, game against St really? Kilda. The eighth player down in health and safety protocols. So Jordan Sweet goes into the 22. So Aaron Norton is out for that important game for the Bulldogs against the Saints. 
An equally important well, game for St Kilda, of course. I'm glad I haven't gone public with my tips then because I think I'm going to change. I, I thought the Dogs could win if Norton had not a bad game. Being under the roof at Marvel, uh, irrespective of what conditions there are in Melbourne on a night time, if it was at the G, you might think a little bit differently. But I, I actually thought Aaron Norton might be one of the reasons that the Dogs could win if they got it down. He was poorish the other day. His kicking mm. for goal is questionable all the time. Well, I, I, I'd have to lean St Kilda's way now. I'm declaring that's an elimination file on the Bulldogs. Tenth at eight and eight, Peter. St Kilda ninth at nine and seven. Uh, and you look at the other games around this weekend. It's a tipsters nightmare. It really is. There's so many games for mine, but there's also top four and top eight uh, ramifications here. The top four could break away even further mm. if those particular sides can have a win. And the top eight, and this is one. This probably knocks off ninth or tenth. Whoever lo- loses tomorrow, like Bulldogs or St Kilda, I don't think they're not going to make it. And I reckon St Kilda win because I, I just saw post game last week against Sydney the way Luke Beveridge spoke mm-hmm. at the post match press conference suggested to me. They've almost put their hands up to suggest the season's done and dusted and they're looking to 2023. I just had that feeling with his dialogue. Let's look at Fremantle and Sydney before we take a break. Yep. Um, out, of course, is Henry. He was the med sub last week. Hughes and Wilson have been omitted. And, of course, in come Nathan Chapman and Blake Akers, a couple of big ins for Frio, who I think should be too strong for Sydney on uh, Saturday night here at Optus Stadium. Gets underway at 5.30. Uh, out Laddams injured, who carried the ruck for Sydney last week, and Cunningham was the medical sub. And Tom Hickey comes in, uh, the former that, West Coast Eagles Saint, and now Swan. That's a, that's a big move for mm. mine, is, is uh, Hickey in. And you wonder if, again, they might have been planning Sydney a, a little bit ahead. I think there's a lot of that going on around the competition. Geelong and the trendsetters at it. And I see Buse has rested this weekend, and that's a logical one. Uh, Colin Jasney goes back in, good player, top, but same sort of role as, say, Abuse, just a one, a, a like for like. I just wonder if some of the teams are doing a little bit of that. And maybe even Sydney looked last week about a trip to Perth. We've got to play, take on Darcy, one of the form ruckmen of the most dangerous ruckmen in the competition. I, I sense there's a little bit of that. Chapman and Akers both back in. Akers, I see that as a, a strong respect for Blake Akers because he hasn't played since round 13, I think it is. And I started to wonder, I've heard his name mentioned as being on the market. Mm. His management is touting Blake Akers around. And I sort of thought to myself, thinking about waiting for to see teams today, I thought, well, let's let's jot down Akers as, as one to watch because if Akers doesn't come in straight away, he's not sort of automatically regarded as a starting mm. winger. But, but I and think, I think the sort of season he had prior to his injury, he was it, but definitely that's was. I, I was going to say, he's had a very good season. He's had a breakout season. So on that value alone, he's got currency, Kim. So as soon as he's available from a fitness point of view, he should come in. Well, unless, the, the, unless they had decided, well, there's a doubt on you getting through the game. So he's come straight back in. Mm. Hasn't gone back through the waffle, whereas Chapman has had a couple of games in the waffle. Uh, but I, I think it's an endorsement that uh, Blake Akers is a bit more highly regarded than perhaps just the one-year deal he's been offered mm-hmm. and the and the not-such-good-money uh, as he has been on. He's more keen for a better deal, and that's why his management's having a look around. Uh, this is an endorsement, really, that he's perhaps more longer-term regarded for Fremantle than, yeah. than perhaps I, I like him. I like him as a player, but, and I think he's Chapman's been very good this go, season. Geez, their run from defence is going to yeah. be... It's going to be a big part of this particular game. Yeah. Sydney... With their run from defence, you know, Lloyd and certainly Blakey. But the way that uh, last week Clark played, Chapman coming back in, Young and Walker ran from down the back 
this game's going to be quite exciting and yeah. quite very fast, I think, but yeah. very explosive. No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, 28 past five. Hello, Lise. How are you going? Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Hi, Lisa. Thanks. Um, just quickly, um, that message from Rob, I um, totally agree with what, he's, what, he, what that message said. And um, condolences to the, to the Rioli family too. That was just so, so, so sad um, hearing that yesterday morning. And I wish them all the best. And um, day, the, the Dacos brothers, I, I just love watching those two, and especially young Nick. And I'm hearing um, that he might be the first first-year player to be in the All-Australian all side. Oh. You must be reading that from a Collingwood yeah. fan, I reckon, Lisa. Uh, as, as no, 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 Haggers. No, no, <laughs> no. I didn't hear that from a Collingwood fan at all. So, and... Um, well, if, he's, if that's remember, the case, just stay with me. If that's the case, then give him the rising star now. There's, there's, if he's going to be an All-Australian, he's going to be the NAB rising star, that's for sure. Haggers, um, he's. I reckon he's the best first year player that I've ever seen. Oh, please! He is. Chris he Judd, is amazing. Chris Judd, Honestly. Luke Hodge, hey. Yeah. Oh, no, Chris Judd. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but that was the young Dave. Should... <laughs> no, Lee, Haggers. Lee, you know what's happening. Go. You know what's happening with Lisa. Perhaps, like a lot of other West Coast Eagles fans, she's paying too much attention to all the other teams in the competition. It's that bad she's even watching yeah. Collingwood closely re- re- and admiring them. Come on, Lisa, you can't do that, don't I'm, you? Haggers, I'm just giving credit where credit's due to these players. <laughs> no, Lisa, and, we um, love you. Uh, before we let you go, something else? Yeah, just on um, Jeremy McGovern, I, I really feel that he won't, even be, he won't even be back next year. He's going to have a plate inserted in his chest. We punctured the lungs. That's that's something that wasn't reported anywhere except here with us uh, earlier this week, Peter, when we sort of said, watch for this week, he'll be ruled out. And uh, it wasn't just busted ribs. They were busted that they punctured the lung. Now, that's a hell of an injury, and you're not going to get over that quickly. That's why he was never going to play again from the moment that happened and and it was revealed. But it wasn't revealed publicly by any other outlet, but he did puncture the lung. So that, that's that's a big recovery. Yeah, Good on you, Lee. Thanks for joining us. Uh, always love your support. I had uh, him in notes on Monday that Nick Dacos sealed the rising star at the eight-minute mark of the, last, uh, of the last quarter with that surge against North Melbourne. That goal he kicked, yeah. <laughs> you just put it down, just think, I oh, give the kid the star now. Unbelievable. Okay, we're going to take a break, come back with more in a moment. Come and join us on the uh, Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 and the Scarborough Tuna open line call 13 12 55. We're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, yeah, great to have your company. Uh, Paul's uh, got on the temperate bench here. Text line 0487 736 736. This is directed at me, Hags. Uh, mm. Peter is SEN broadcasting the two soccer games next weekend here at the stadium. Yes, we are, and I'll be anchoring that coverage. So I'm looking forward to it on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Leeds United against Crystal Palace, Man United against Aston Villa. You can hear it live or on the network uh, here, live from Optus Stadium. So looking forward to that. Go easy on the turf before footy on the weekend. And then I've got the game on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the free uh, the West Coast Eagles. Who do they play next week? St. Kilda. Kilda. Yeah, yeah, that's on the Sunday. Well, so, go easy on the turf. They can't replace well, it overnight. But they don't use a whole oval, do but they? But they use the middle of it. Oh, please. Let me tell you, it's interesting. I spoke to Jimmy Smith. They S- being the soccer boys. <laughs> yeah, but, but I was speaking to Jimmy Smith, uh, previewing the State of Origin game, just digressing a fraction mm-hmm. regarding the turf hacks because a lot of players are slipping out oh, there yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. And but I think also partly on the... 
on the farmer freeway side where yeah. it doesn't get the, yeah. the good sunlight. But what was interesting, Jimmy Smith, who was the SEN Sydney broadcaster and covers the state of origin, they all came over here. Mm. And they realised when they were leaving the arena at about 10 o'clock how damp Perth in this precinct was underfoot. Yeah. He said this because we walked on the stadium and it was really soft. It was wet. Even before the game, it was okay, but it really got progressively wet as the sun went down. And here, of course, between the Camfield and Optus Stadium, we've got that uh, that the uh, turf there, and that gets really mm-hmm. moist. And is, Optus, is that a humidity and, oh, oh, and a no, dew, you know or is it for you something? Know, you know what I reckon? reckon it it's is. an old riverbed. Isn't yeah, I, mean, it I reckon it's the I reckon yeah. it's the water table because yeah. we're so close to the river. I just reckon the water table has something to do with Optus Stadium consistently being. Seemingly slippery underfoot, mm, mm. Um, and I, I, I thought about it, and, and they realised that out of town has come in and said, "Gee, whiz, hasn't this turf changed considerably since the sun went down?" Of course, the tides come in and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I reckon it's the water table. Mm, mm. But the ha- stadium's we, so close. It, it does have really expensive, high tech uh, lights. Warming, warming lights for the, for those areas as well. Still not having a full effect. Okay. Now, Lisa's got them going here, Haggers. Now, uh, regarding what she said regarding Nick Dagos, Chris Judge averaged 15 possessions and less than a goal per game in his first year, came second in the Rising Star Award that year, and Luke Hodge was a distant third. Mm. So there you go. That's from a caller. And uh, also... So they're supporting Lisa's call. That, yes. However, let me yes. also say... Yes. Let me also I say... say let me also Lisa. say... Let me also say that 15 possessions in 2002, very different to 15 possessions. Probably be worth 30 now. I was going to say, <laughs> 25 is probably the new 15. Same as with goals. I mean, the five goals that the two boys kicked against Carlton last week, Mackay and Kuno, that's that's the new age eight. You know, yeah. If you're really going to blow a game apart, boys, kick eight, nine, ten, or like Judd, kick five off a wing against Brisbane in the, in one of their premiership years. Yeah, uh, I just reckon. How, and if you just if you're just going to go numbers, sure, try and win that argument. I'm going subjectively, and I'm sticking with. Any one of those. Yeah. John of High Wickham, good on you, John, a uh, supporter of Hags. Good to hear you, Haggers. Missed your views from that other channel. Of course, being at 6PR, we were both there for many, many years, but we're here. Is that it? At SENWA, that's it. Just so what, what's his name again? Uh, John of High Wickham. Oh, thanks, John, for saying that. But let, get, keep me talking. Fire, <laughs> throw something, right. send something in. Before we move on, because there's other big stories, let's talk about Lance Buddy Franklin, what his future look, likely look, first, to be. Tom, Tom is, Harley's uh, made a comment. Yeah, we'll come, play that come in a moment. To, uh, the first one I want to look at with, with Buddy Franklin, he's in the headlines this week for his contract uh, discussions. And then that extends to, through to, well, are they trying to lowball Buddy Franklin? to make room to bring in Dustin Martin. So that's another discussion. Let's not forget that this big fella, the, the big superstar that he is, lurks into town with a big shadow over Fremantle on Saturday night. Now, who plays on him? Alex Pierce is an injury watch for yeah. mine. I've got a big question mark on Alex Pierce. If he hasn't been able to train all week and didn't play last week, I we said it Monday, did he not play last week? Did he get close and then think, you know, you're not quite right, uh, you know, Backup captain, key defender. You've got Buddy Franklin next Saturday night. Let's pull him out. Who do you play on him? Well, I think Pierce, if Pierce plays on him. Yeah. However, Griffin Logue played on him two years ago. Now, Buddy still kicked six, mm. but Griffin Logue's game with with the offensive style and the, the, the aggressive nature with which he went about trying to retaliate off Buddy Franklin, two years on, he's a more 
I think I think Griffin Logue is now a more confident player. He seems more settled that he's in the 22 every week. Mm. He might have a different role from week to week, and that's fine. That's part of his uh, attraction. It's part of his attraction on the market around the country as well, and it's going to be part of the attraction for Fremantle to eventually come with a deal to say to Griffin Logue, look, mate, he, here's a deal. It's the best we can do. It might not be as good as what you can get elsewhere, but it's close to, and it keeps you in your hometown. But for this particular week, if he does go on, he's, if Pierce is unavailable, I think Griffin Logue, and maybe Griffin Logue anyway, mm. plays on Lance Franklin. And the other one is then Luke, Luke Ryan, who has had a very good record and once has actually towed up Sam Reid for when he's close to goal. So there's a couple of matchups that I think will be really intriguing. Looking at this particular game on Saturday night, I know Carlton and Geelong is probably the game of the of the round. I'm not going to argue against that. But, gee, very close to it is this game. Because no, of their positions on the AFL ladder. So much resting on it. Fremantle, Fremantle could actually lock up, Peter. I, I don't discount that Fremantle could just about confirm a home final if they can win Saturday night. Fremantle could jump to three games clear of seventh spot. Now, that guarantees a home final somewhere in September. If they did slip to fifth or sixth, that's a home final. If they were third or fourth and they and won their, their first final, it's a home preliminary final. But so to finish top six, if they can win this week, they go to three games clear of seventh. Mm. So you're just about locking away, I guarantee. So there's a heck of a lot resting on it. So I've looked at this game as I would any final with matchups and some of the exciting uh, appealing matchups about this whole game is, is really intriguing. Okay, let's have a listen to Tom Harley, who was asked the question on SEN, uh, asked if there was a risk Buddy won't be playing for the Swans next year. This was his explanation. Oh, look, I hope not, Jared. I, I saw the article last night, um, and I think most people involved in the, the footy landscape would understand our unwavering position, which is that we don't talk publicly about about player contracts, notwithstanding the interest in in some more than others, um, uh, but uh, the conversations that we're having with Lance um, have remained very respectful um, with significant amounts of goodwill, um, great intent, um, and most importantly, from the club and Lance's point of view, private. Um, uh, so, uh, no, interest, interesting report yesterday. Okay, so there you go. That's Tom, and I've heard that Tom Harley has been considered for Gillam McLaughlin's job. That's how highly and, regarded and, he is. And probably should be. Yeah. Um, he, he'd be highly regarded and being someone who's respectfully in some of the purple circles because mm. of the, the nice bloke he is. But also the is. fact but, that he's Whereas got... Brendan, Brendan Gale should be roundly considered as well, but he's not as popular with the purple circle. No. Uh, the other thing is the West Coast Eagles have confirmed – that Adam Simpson's deal is to 225. The mm. club, on the back end of what we've been discussing, has confirmed Adam Simpson's deal is to 225, 2025, not 2024, as has been widely reported outside this uh, radio station yeah. for yeah. a long time. And, and yet, we, you and I can boastfully say we, we've said several times we think it's 225. Now it's confirmation, and uh, and Adam Simpson said that with Paul Hazelby. And Damien Martin this afternoon, we've repeated it. I was shocked to finally go that strong. Why wasn't this weeks and weeks and weeks mm, ago? Mm. Or even last year when they won two of their last nine. Tom Harley, lovely bloke, and as you say, Peter, so highly revered and regarded, could well be chief executive of the AFL. I, I don't think so. 
But you know what his John, advantage is? Tom you know, Harley... Before you continue, you know what his advantage is? Niceness. He un- no, he understands the New South Wales market, which is so important for the AFL going forward. They've got, they've got Melbourne. So you need someone outside Victoria that has got such a huge understanding of the most important market outside Victoria. What is it? New South Wales. Tom Harley's got the intelligence there to make it grow. He so knows he, what works and what doesn't work. So he's valuable to the AFL to stay with Sydney. Not to no, run. no. I reckon he's invaluable to 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 look after the AFL as the no. CEO and make the right decisions for the AFL generally in relation to the New game, South Wales. The game needs to grow internationally, and, that, and that's where Gillan McLaughlin needs to pull off a, a broad, internationally a broadcast rights deal with someone from the US in particular. So Tom Harley, I don't think has those sorts of capabilities. Now Tom Harley and John Longmire, the Sydney coach. Another, another good bloke, mm. highly regarded, like Adam Simpson. Everyone loves horse. <laughs> it, they emphatically denied in 2019 that they were interested in Joe Danaher. Emphatically denied it. Joe Danaher went to John Longnight's house for a brunch. And John Longnight said, well, I'm allowed to catch up with a friend. Or, you know, it was a, you know, a, a 50-year-old having a 25-year-old friend. And then, lo and behold, later that year, over trade time, who did Sydney chase vehemently? They wanted Joe Danaher. So you just got to take all these denials. With a, you just got to accept, Peter, things can change and they do have to protect interests of everyone. The other one, too, is that you talk about Tom Harley, needs, mm. knowing the Sydney market and knowing that for the Australian Football League, the, the competition, not Aussie rules, but the growth of the game, it's in the west of Sydney. Not so, they're already established in Sydney, and Buddy Franklin is a massive part of that. Lance Franklin will stay at Sydney. Lance Franklin will stay at Sydney. And the deal, one piece of confusion, and I don't agree with this, others will think that they know the story, and as I've said a million times, Peter, everyone who covers footy thinks that their story is the story. Mm. I've heard that Lance Franklin is not on big money this year. His contract was heavily bell-shaped and therefore f- front-ended there's not a lot of money in the last ninth year of the $10 million. He's had all that up front over the last several years. He's not on heap of heavy money this year, so therefore the four or five or 600 that he might get for next year, plus ambassadorial stuff from the AFL, will be enough to keep him at Sydney, I believe. Then it will grow where Dustin Martin mm. finishes up. And Greater Western Sydney is certainly a huge catchment area. I don't think the AFL will ever get it. Uh, I really don't. I think it's going to be almost mission impossible. It's 14 to 6, back with more. Will Scott Pendlebury, who plays game 350 this weekend, could he get to 400? We'll discuss that and so much more here on Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdon for Toolmart. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. A little driving on a Saturday night. Good number to run. We'll start to get out about 400. <laughs> you see it as a possibility? Oh, look, 350 is nice. I think we'll stay in the moment. It's too hard to forecast forward. Obviously, he's got a contract, but, um, you know, like we, we, want to, we want to stay in the moment, particularly for this week and, and celebrate Pendles for what it is. Oh, look, he's just so meticulous in his preparation. Uh, you know, I talked a bit to the group on Monday if we, you know, we want to do Pendles justice this week and don't really want to make it about one person or, or emotion to the game. But if we prepare as well as Pendles does, we'll be well suited. Um, his preparation is like no one else I've seen. And, um, you know, stepping in here as the senior coach, I've seen him from afar in different roles, but as a senior coach, his leadership is on and off the field is, is quite remarkable as well. So, um, you know, he's an important part of what, where we're going and what, what, you know, who we are. 
I like Craig McRae. I reckon he's really uh, making an impression as an AFL coach with Collingwood, one of the most, uh, the biggest brands and also one that carries a lot of expectation and pressure. And saying that, Scott Pendlebury, 350, what an achievement. Yeah, no, and he's, look, I, I love him as a player. He used to be one of my favourite players and I often used to find myself when, when used to the top 50s, for yeah. your respective republications and so on. Uh, or if you were just chatting about it, I always cop some criticism for having him in the top six or seven or eight players. But I think he was so durable, so important, so influential with his team uh, on ball. Now as, a, now as a sweeping defender and goes in on ball when Collingwood are in a bit of trouble. It was significant. You know, last weekend against North, you know, as soon as Col- uh, Pendlebury went in on the ball, Collingwood just looked so much more mm-hmm. imposing, didn't they? As for 400... Uh, and Craig McRae has just revealed or, or uh, confirmed and reiterated just what a professional and meticulous man Scott Pendlebury is. If anyone could get to 400, I mean, Brent Harvey did it. Uh, if anyone could get to 400, David uh, Mundy's trying to and still talking about playing next year. Uh, of course you could get to 400 because I think he's also just so astute uh, and, and cunning with how he operates around congestion. He ducks and weaves and gets out of trouble. He, he might... Might not get buffeted that much in, but it would mean two full seasons, wouldn't it? Three fifty this weekend, so this rest of this year and a, and a final or two, and then two full seasons to get, and maybe another final or two in two twenty three, two twenty four. Without not succumbing to, to injury, four hundred, yeah. But yeah. he hasn't been an injury prone player. That's the first thing, and secondly, what the coaches just uh, told us there about how meticulous he is. That would be a big benefit to any prospect of playing four hundred. I reckon for right now, though, they, they do need to make sure, uh, Collingwood, that they get hold of Adelaide early on Saturday. That's one of the early games. Adelaide's capable of causing an upset. I think they they show that from time to time, particularly at Adelaide. But Darcy Moore back in. And the way the coach, Craig McRae, has just mentioned there, Peter, about how they're going to you know, try and make it something for Pendlebury to respect what he does do, yeah. I, I think Collingwood probably win that, which would give them seven in a row. I think mm. it is seven, uh, and I think on the back of the the scare they got last week, where they just had to had to really slip a gear, and then kick five goals in a in, in a very quick period of time, and played a totally different or the brand that we've expected from Collingwood. They they should beat Adelaide, I think, even though it's in Adelaide on Saturday. What about uh, what about Carlton Geelong, which is probably the feature game of the weekend? We saw Carlton here firsthand. Yeah, uh, uh, Geelong yeah. again have won seven on the top. I said to you during the break, I reckon they'll drop a game, but they won't be too concerned about. Uh, dropping one game between now and finals time. And well, it, could, it could very well be this weekend. Yeah, and Carlton is stalking the top four. You know, I touched there a moment, a little earlier on today, about how the top four could break. It would break open a bit more and and close the door on any other top four contenders if Carlton don't win. Oh, Carlton could certainly win. Mm. Um, being at the MCG as well, I'm going to lean Geelong's way, though. Uh, I'm going to go for St Kilda now to win tomorrow night, Collingwood in Adelaide, Brisbane to beat GWS, Richmond to beat North, Geelong just question mark on Carlton, Fremantle to beat Sydney, Hawthorne to beat West Coast, Melbourne to beat Port, and Essendon to beat Gold Coast. That could be a close one, though. Good on you, Haggis. Breaking news tonight. Adam Simpson has confirmed here on SEN that he's contracted until 2025, not 2024. Thanks, Hags. See you Monday. See you, Peter. Thanks, Jimmy.